0: Welcome to Women Waken, a holistic guide to wellness and abundant self-love where we navigate healing, relationships, building self-confidence, and unconditional self-love and acceptance for an abundant life. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I am a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. On this solo episode, my identify and heal Solo. I'm branching off from an episode I did recently around when trauma picks your partner. And I'm talking more about how do you shift from trauma picking your partner to love and a place of security, wholeness and completeness, picking a healthy, loving soulmate partner. I hope the tips are helpful. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Whitney here with a solo, an identifying and healing solo where I focus on a topic, something that we commonly struggle with or might be facing in life regarding past trauma, past incidents, things we've been struggling with, trying to break cycles, unhealthy relationships, all of that. How do we identify it? How do we start to heal it, transmute it, change it, move into a new place, a new experience. So today I am elaborating on a solo episode I did a few weeks ago on when trauma picks your partners. So this was more of just like a statement piece, an exploration a- around this phenomenon of picking people that are not a good match for us, that we are not in a healthy situation with, yet we might find that same person over and over again in a different coat, in a different presentation, but it's still them. And I answer the question, why is this? Why do we keep going after people that we know dang well are not good for us? And more importantly, don't really even match the value system that we might have when we talk about what characteristics we appreciate in other people, that we look for in other people that we want to have relations with, right? That we want to have a friendship with or like maybe a business partner. We wouldn't pick these people if we didn't have commonalities when it came to the way that we conduct ourselves and present ourselves and go about things in the world. So then why does that not always seem to translate to romantic relationships? It's the phenomenon that I spoke about then and I'll just briefly say is that when we experience some form of trauma, or just any sort of core false belief that is created within us from a time that we felt shamed or not worthy or not good enough, whatever it was, and we decided that we have to prove ourselves externally to feel these things, even though we have them inherently. So now that we've established that, let's stop doing it, shall we? Let's stop picking people that we might not even choose to spend an afternoon with based on the things that they're interested in. That's what I realized before is like, I wouldn't even like want to have a conversation with this person if if you told me on paper what they're like. So then why am I begging for their attention? Yikes. Seems like a dead end and it is. They always are. So with that said, this episode here is talking about how do we start picking not from our, the space of lack, of deficit, of fear, not from this place of us that, has, that feels wounded, that maybe it's our trauma, whatever you want to call it. It feels like nowadays everything's a buzzword and nobody likes you to say anything. Oh, well, you shouldn't say trauma. You shouldn't say wounding. So like, forget it. I'm just going to say what I feel and I believe, which is that I think that trauma is stored energy in the body that can formulate into a core false belief, a core fear, a core sense of a deficit, and that it becomes this wound that, Kind of pulsates within us. It has its own epicenter and it will guide our behavior. Hence why we pick somebody. Ooh, go see if that person would, what is What did they like? They feel like they could be the ointment for this wound. So here's that's one side of things. And I'm, now I'm talking about how to get to the other side, which is picking from a place of wholeness and complete and love. I talked about this in the episode before, but I want to get more deeply into it because I had a few people say, like, you didn't really, you told us the problem, but you made it sound like it's just always going to be like that. And it's not, it's definitely not. I'm going to report back in like a year when I'm with my soulmate and I'll tell you exactly what the difference was. But I feel I've already begun that path because I've made a decision, which I'm going to elaborate on in another episode, which is moving to that place of love where I only pick people for my higher self. And for me, the first step to that, and every, people's everyone's step is going to be different, right? It's going to be the biggest crux for you, right? Like the biggest challenge that you've had so my first step to coming from a place of love and wholeness and knowing that i lack nothing that i'm fully complete just as i am i had a beautiful guest just on earlier named natalie who was speaking to i'm gonna release her episode soon who has the whole women awakening project it's really cool and she was her whole motto is whole complete lacking nothing perfect So, when you're coming from that place and you're like, I know my worth, I know my value, and it's not even, it starts out as a sentiment, right? First, we have to speak it. But I also mentioned this in another episode, which is eventually self love is a state of being. It's not something you can talk yourself into, but it is, it starts with a concept that leads you towards this state of being, right? So, first, you have to speak something right? They say it's thought, word, and deed. First you think it, maybe I'm lacking nothing. Maybe I'm whole and complete and totally lovable just as I am. Maybe I'm not over here in this land of I'm defective. I'm in the throwaway pile because this happened to me and nobody wanted me and I can't couldn't get this, that, or the other thing. Maybe I'm good to go, right? So first we think that thought, but our the rest of our body is like, no, no, Okay, you can say it, but it's not true. So then you say it and you're like, I am. I am. They say that I am is the key that turned the engine to creation, to manifestation. When we state something, so shall it be. So we say it, even when we don't believe it. But little by little, and and so that what I'm saying is that, that that day, the first day that you look in the mirror, which by the way is a fantastic exercise when you seriously are done with the bullshit and you want to step out of that zone of unworthiness of de- feeling that you're defective and you can look in the mirror and you can say i love you and then you can say you are a powerful being you have gifts you have abilities that the world needs you're you were meant for this that's what you got to tell yourself whatever your heart wants which also being on this side of things in the love zone you're coming from your heart that place of love rather than your scared ego that thinks I just have to do whatever I have to do to survive. I have to be proven to that I'm worthy to survive. But your heart knows that you don't have to do anything. It's inherent. You don't have to do anything to survive. There's nothing in question here. That's what your heart knows. Your ego doesn't know that. Our ego exists so that we can have this experience of being like a, a living being that boor, is born and can die. So we understand that like, when I touch this, it moves. And when I, if I jump in front of a bus, I get hit, I can die. So the ego there to be like, whoa, we're in a sensory world, but it's taken over. And it thinks it rules more than just our physical well-being. It thinks it has to micromanage and protect us at all costs from everything. It doesn't know that we're actually inherently okay, especially in our emotional body. It only sees the physical body, the external. It's how the ego works. So we move from ego into love, from defective concept to whole lacking nothing concept. So once we're there, we can look in the mirror and say, you're awesome. And we'll say, fuck you, it's not true. I suck for the first time. But then you keep saying it and then someday you're going to say it and you're like, yes, I feel that more. And that's when you know, you, and of course it doesn't just come from those statements. It comes from doing the other work which is not dating people who make you feel like you have to beg for their approval, who make you feel constantly like you're just waiting around for that next shot of dopamine when they call you or tell you that they want to see you or say something nice, but then cut you down or then ghost you or ignore you or just plain don't treat you the way you know deep down you deserve to be treated. If you're watching this, then you know in your soul that you have a... Sole partner out there that you have come into this lifetime with an agreement to be with who is going to love you without you having to do anything. They've been waiting to find you their whole life, just like you've been waiting to connect with them. And you're not going to have to try and prove yourself and spend nights where you're wondering Are they still going to want to see me next week? Is this going to go anywhere? Are they going to want to make this official? Would they ever actually propose to me? Am I wasting my time? If you are in that place, I deeply encourage you to listen to some other episodes and, and consider is this situationship, because that's what it is, you know, if you're not totally safe and secure with somebody, then you're really not in much of a relationship. You're in that situationship zone where everything feels like it could change or flux at any second, It's an exhausting place to be for your emotional body, your physical body, mentally, all three things. So, some more points to start picking from love, from completeness is, as I was saying, my sort of first gatekeeper. The way that I'm able to keep my integrity and my fullness, I've realized, is to state for myself that I'm not interested in anybody who's not interested in me that I'm only interested in people who are interested in me, which might sound sound obvious. However, I have basically only dated people in my life who were not that interested in me. They were interested enough, right? To have sex with me, to maybe like, you know, Netflix and chill with me, to go get food with me, to share time together. Maybe they wanted to be together, but were they actually treating me how I deserved? No. Were they actually seeing who I really was? No. So what do we call that? It's compromising. It's settling. When deep down, you know you, you know that this person really doesn't get me, I don't even know if they really like me. That sounds silly too, right? But most of my relationships, I've also wondered that. Does this person even like me? They might like the idea of me, you know? Maybe they enjoy my company to a certain degree, but they seem to find me kind of irritating sometimes or they don't understand the things that I care about. I feel I can competently say that if you're in that situation, then you're not with the person that you're met for. Of course, the beauty of relationships is meeting people where you challenge each other and no, no two people are the same, right? You get to learn about somebody. But that's very different from somebody not really liking who you are. The right person, you're going to be different in the best of ways, like a puzzle piece, right? They think it's fantastic that you do this. They're not, not that they're going to like everything about you, but they're not going to harbor this secret sort of like, annoyance. They're not going to be disrespectful towards you because of your beliefs or your interest. Real love is never based on judgment or contempt. But amazingly, those two things find their way into so many relationships when you're not coming from love and when you're in that ego zone. So I'm going to do a series of these episodes. But for today, I want to stop there. By just saying, establish your number one. That if you are really ready to end being in this zone of picking your partner from your trauma, which, mis- which means you're in this realm of your ego, of fear, that's the biggest thing, is fear. You're so afraid that everything you thought about yourself as a deficit is true. So you're constantly seeking out that final thing that's gonna switch that flip and make you finally believe that those things aren't true. You have to know it for yourself. So of course, the biggest thing is you start working on that. Begin to know for yourself what's true about you and who you really are. You are an amazing person with incredible assets that you're meant to bring into the world. You are a fucking powerhouse. You are capable of whatever you want to do and the world needs you. hundred percent true of every single person on this planet without exception. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. And because we're part of something much bigger than us, nothing here is insignificant. Not you, not me, not anything else. So you start it there. You need to start working to shift those feelings and beliefs about yourself that you're trying so hard to have somebody else do for you. Because it's never going to work. It would have happened already, right? I've tried to do it through drugs, alcohol, approval, sex, love, companionship, attention, you know, enough accolades and appro- whatever, I've done it all. It's that bottomless um, bucket. It cannot be filled from anybody else but you. So you start doing your thing. Do your thing. Find a creative outlet you like. Double down on your interests or pursuits, on your passions. Find self care at I have episodes. On all of these things. On Mondays, I do episodes. On the divine feminine, which is ways to begin incorporating These self-love, acceptance, unconditional self-regard practices. It's the divine feminine, but it's for every single human being on this planet because divine feminine is not about masculine and feminine. It's about human beings holding both within them. The part of them that knows that they are whole, complete, and perfect and the part of them that yearns to create and express that essence into the world in its own magnificent way. That's what it's about. Start working on that have a gatekeeper. Let's say you're going about your life. You started, I just started playing drums. Love it. You know, let's say I go out to a show and I meet somebody or whatever. Somebody starts talking to me. My gatekeeper is I'm not interested in anyone who's not interested in me. That may sound strange. Let me explain to you why that works for me and how it might resonate with you. If it doesn't find your own, I'm going to mention some more in other episodes. What that means for me is I will be cordial. I will be kind. I will be perfectly friendly with anyone. But what I used to do is every single person was just somebody that I was hoping to win over. Right? Because, again, I wanted to heal that wound. So any guy that would talk to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, do you think that he would, like, date me? Like, do you think that he would pick me? Like, would he, if I gave him my number, would he call? It's that addiction thing. It's like you want to roll the dice. You want to see if you can win. That was my thing. I always want to win. You've probably heard me say it. I say it a lot. So now... I don't, I'm t- working to not think that way and not deceive people. Also, like, I don't want to deceive people as something that I want to use to feel better about myself. I can talk to them, I can get to know them, but I'm working on shifting that rut in my brain, right? That neural pathway that I've established very well that immediately goes to get it, get it, win, win, approval, approval from this person. Will they give it to you? And so when I say I'm not interested in anyone that's not interested in me, I mean, if somebody wants to come and knock down my door and say, hey, I think you're really cool and I'd like to take you out, I would say, oh, okay. But until that moment comes, I'm not going to reach. That's what I usually do. I throw out my number first. I throw out an idea first. Because what I found is that when you do that, it works for some people, right? Again, I'm just saying what works for me, you have to find out what your gatekeeper is, what your number one, there's tears to it, right? We'll get to that. Um, Sorry, I keep checking my phone because I have to wrap this up, but you got my point. Find out what your thing for you is. That's if you stop doing that, you wouldn't even be able to pick these people who aren't right for you. Again, for me, and it might be for you, is wait till someone's interested, until they show interest. If someone says like, wow, that was a really fun time. I'd like to take you out. Again, that's still number one, because we all know we also important that we're interested in somebody flip that around and for some people that's their gatekeeper i am only interested in people that i'm interested in how many times do we compromise and say well i'm not that into it we don't have much in common but like there's someone to hang out with and i'm lonely there's someone to give me attention and i want it you know do you really like who they are as a person So figure that out for you. I would say for most people, that's the first step. For most people, either it's I need to make sure I'm interested or I need to make sure they're interested because either way you're wasting your time and either one of those is probably going to be your biggest hurdle because I know it is for me. And I I know it sounds extreme, but sometimes you got to do extreme measures to change things. Right. Um, So do what feels right to you. Some people need to be more outgoing and to maybe they're not good at showing interest. But for me, that's been my problem. So that's what I'm cutting out. And I've actually already found that it works well. I'm having better conversation. And lo and behold, I found more males coming into my life in like a professional relationship type thing that I've had great conversations with or great, you know, uh, experiences with. And I didn't feel the need at all To consider, like, are they going to ask to see me after this or blah, blah, blah? And it feels good. Change feels good when you're moving away from something that didn't serve you. So I hope that was helpful. I hope that you're able to walk away from this and go and write down what your gatekeeping is, what the first gate is for you. As far as moving from coming from fear and trauma and a sense of deficit, when you pick someone to completeness, Lacking nothing, a place of love, and just wanting true connection—that's authentic and for your highest good. For your highest good, there's another key word here. We want to do what's for our highest good. I know when I entered into a relationship, and I was like, "This is gonna be bad." I just know it. But it's like it's gonna be so fun, though, and it was. But it's just to me, it's the same as using drugs. It's like, yeah, I know it's not great for me, but ooh, it's gonna be a good good night. But I'm done. I feel done with that. I don't want to scratch that itching more. I don't want to take that ride with somebody that it might be a good ride, good sex, good thrills, whatever, but it's going to leave me feeling like I was just seeking again. So I want to validate myself, and I hope you all do as well. I hope you have an awesome day. Thank you so much for listening. Please tune in. I'm releasing episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday now. A guest episode on Wednesdays, and solo episodes on Monday and Friday. On Monday, I pull a tarot card. So be sure, to, sure to check that out that wraps up our beautiful episode thank you so much for listening to the women waken podcast if you enjoyed this episode please do share it with others and come back for more if anything you heard resonates leave a review or send me an email at whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website womenwaken.com have a wonderful rest of your day don't forget to let your light shine and to keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.